Ah. Damn. We have captions. Ooh, hey! Yeah! Woo! You clicked all the things. <laughs> I did. There he is in the corner. They <laughs> right where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, friends. We are back once again for another evening of the city of Oshwamp. It's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to live. And it's Some we have our cool. wonderful... Definitely dwarven ghost friend hanging around. Oh, he's a dwarf. He sure is. He's a dwarf. He is. I he believe. looks like a dwarf. I believe, I believe that he Looks like a dwarf. You, sounds like a dwarf. He gave you a, like a, dwarf. a dwarven name. Named like a demon. Mm-hmm. The mean, most dwarven name that's ever been yeah. given. I mean, we're partying with this dude named Nesgrim. I mean, that's a pretty weird name, too. <laughs> that's fair. Nesgrim. Dwargrim. Nesgrim the Accursed. That's fine, DJ. Oh, I picked up on that. <laughs> that it's the first three letters of my name, and then the last four of Nesgrim. <laughs> what? 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 The first three letters of your name are N. Dorgrim. Dorgrim. D O R G R I M. My actual first name. Oh no no no! It's D O O. It's literally. Oh, it's literally. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. No, his name means a thing. Who <laughs> did they want us to be first? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, they did. Uh, anyway, we're going to go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, and then we will uh, pop to the action after a brief recap. Uh, but anyway, I'm always Don, uh, but tonight I'm playing Ether Revy, the Grave Domain Cleric. I'm still not Lawrence. And I'm also still playing Yalumla. <laughs> I'm Paul, and I play Felix. My bones are cold. <laughs> Glenn, I play Vorst. I'm Sarah, and I play Ritora. <laughs> we almost lost it. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I'm DJ, and I play Nesk. I mean, uh, Nesgrim, and I play DJ. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm John, the dungeon master for the city of Oshwamp. Uh, last week, a wonderful time was had as we found our way through an additional room. Uh, into a suspicious-looking temple of sorts, almost like a chapel. Uh, we found some spooky pews with some spooky runes beneath them and a big spooky book that Paul started to read, which didn't assault his brain this time, which is great. Um, He's about 50-50. Yeah, right? Like, eh, either, either, <laughs> either or. <laughs> Thanks, Mark Hardaker. Uh, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> uh, I don't just think about either or. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Paul read that book uh, in which we understood some of the principles of alchemy and the fundamentals of magic. Uh, We learned that it was written by a dwarven man named Dorgrim. Uh, We found a suspicious statue of a a large female human figure uh, with a plaque of broken stone at her feet with the letters M-Y-S at the bottom, but the remainder of the plaque was broken. Uh, Felix eventually associates this with the mother of the mysteries of magic. Uh, an individual who is kind of like just the embodiment of all the strange and curious things and like a source of knowledge, like a font of knowledge. Uh, we decided to eventually leave the chapel after believing, well, temple, after believing that the runes on the floor were some kind of strange and suspicious set of markings. Uh, Vorst had a wonderful conversation with Balor about the tremendous illusionists that existed here in Philfarthen. Wonderful magician. <laughs> and asks which of his friends is in fact the most fun among them and the most fitting for a trick to be played upon them in the future. 
Uh, Vor said that he's definitely not fun, so we'll we'll see who's fun in the party. Not fun. Not fun. It'll be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm yeah. fun. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, yeah, and then as Vorst returned after uh, coming over to communicate discreetly with Nesgrim, uh, communicated the issues from Balor and his deception about drinking during the time of whatever occurred here in Felfarthen, we already knew that Torpin and uh, Balor were not drinking because Balor had said previously he does not drink. He needed his wits about him for what he was doing here in the city. Uh, when Vorst returned, the ghastly spirit of Torvin was gone. <laughs> and Balor said that he had no idea who Vorst was talking about, and there was never another friend here. And that illusionists are fantastic at making you look one way and doing something in another. <laughs> and we decided to go into the next room. Uh, Balor still guiding us ahead. And Felix broke off very briefly, recognizing that there was a small pedestal uh, with a a large ledger, uh, thousands of pages tall, uh, as a directory of sorts, like a a manifest for uh, shipments and deliveries that are designed to be either ascending or descending inside of the city of Felfarthen, indicating this is kind of like a central layer. Um, And... As Felix looked through, uh, searching for uh, markings of gemstones or ores or other minerals that would be delivered, as he has now understood that they are fundamental to alchemy and to magic, stopped at the last entry that abruptly concludes simply for a descending order on the left side of the ledger with the word dust. And that is where we will begin with Felix Gray, standing alone in a nicely lit room. He's got a torch right behind him. It's not dark. Um, Looking at a ledger um. at the word dust. <laughs> it's not dragon shit this time, hopefully. Um, Paul, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why wouldn't So anyway, um, you said that there was a ramp up past the ledger, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, 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 an additional room, narrow. like a corridor. Yes, it's narrow. The ramp looks like it's only about... Well, the room is narrow. Like, the passageway is narrow. It's only about, like, eight feet wide for the archway. And then the room at the base of the ramp is only maybe, like, ten by ten. And then it's a ramp ascending upwards. Okay. Um, and there doesn't appear any, to be anything else here other than this ledger. Nope. Yeah, I mean, there would be, like, small scraps of, like, clothing and other miscellaneous pages of... Again, documentations for things that would have been signed off on uh, for oh. deliveries and shipments. Hmm. So it just says dust. Yes, it is on the left side of the ledger, indicating that it is a descending order going down lower. Does it have an amount? Like a pound or... It looks as though the word dust is written, and I will say again, I can't do like calligraphy or nice writing, but for an individual who's got meticulous, well-crafted handwriting. It looks as though the word abruptly concludes at the T. Like, you can see the line extend out. So, I mean, like... Like... Dust. (laughs) That's... Oh, okay. So it kind of, like, drags like there was... Yeah, like... Ah! Yeah. 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 That's how I visualized it in my head. He took the time to write out, ah... (laughs) Oh, no! I'm being kidnapped! Let me describe my captor! (laughs) I mean... 
Well, I'll blow them all behind. Mm. Okay. So let's um, find them. Yeah, I will uh, back away from the ledger slowly. Because <laughs> that's that's just freaky. Um, <laughs> away, oh, that's, that's the freaky Go back thing. to my mm. companions. Um, I'm assuming they're in the hall. Yep. As I, as I re-enter the room, are they together? Are they yeah, together? everybody had uh, accumulated together. Okay, as I, as I um, enter the room and I can see them, into Elumlo's mind, I will say, the book in the other room was a ledger, and um, it seems as though the ingots of ore and gems are... Up, not down. I'll communicate back because I'm able to. Yes. Perhaps that means that they're coming from below. I'm not sure. Uh, it. It's probably that. Maybe they could be coming from below, but it's hard to say. The the last. Entry in the ledger is quite disturbing. It's um, going down. It's just the word dust, but it concludes as if someone lost muscle control and dragged the pen across the paper. Why would they be moving dust? No idea. Maybe they keep that trash down there. Just Perhaps. a big garbage chute. Oh, no. Don't Star Wars me again. I don't wanna. If there's water in there, we're I'm getting out. I can't. I've traumatized Don in so many ways. So many ways. It's great. God. So much. There's water, I believe. In and out of game, just mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that the mines are below. Uh, so it would stand yes, to reason but... that the gems would come up from there? Possibly, but we wouldn't need to mine them ourselves as they are already refined if we go up. You're assuming that they went up and then remained there? And were not carried away or utilized for something else? I have no idea. We can ask the others they would like to go up sure. instead of down just uh maybe phrase it gently understood nod completely rejoin the group Balor yeah. you, you said that the the market is below? Yes, the market district. And what is on the upper floors? People's homes. Elfwatham was a grand city. Many lived closer to the heights. The smiths and forgeries were down below. And this room ahead? Yes. And some sort of ledger? Yes. When things were brought up from the descent, they would eventually make their way here through the Great Hall and stop at this 
effectively post office to receive their ordinance for where to go. What were the items from below utilized for above? Buildings. Much masonry was done here, as well as, well, many would ascend with their shipments for their families. Many dwarves, just by their own nature, took great honor in crafting their own homes. And they utilized some of the gems that were mined. Well, some of the gems were used as decoratives. Some of the minerals that were sent to ascend after forged were used as well, forging of great pillars of metal serve as a structure. Would you have any cause to believe that some of the things we are looking for might be above? Uh, it is quite possible. There are thousands and thousands of homes, though. Elfarthen was a great city. And you believe there would be a greater concentration in a smaller array. Oh, down below holds the forge, as well as many of the areas that the masons would have gathered. Miners would have collected things in great carts. I Not suppose, all might be refined. I suppose if your people disappeared as quickly as you have said, that some amount of their work was left unfinished. I do not know. I have not gone far down below. Is this out louder in his mind, by the way? I'm just talking to okay. him out loud. <clears throat> um, uh, I also believe that if we were to go up towards the houses, there are more places for things to hide. A lot more small rooms and corners. That could be dangerous. I would rather an open space. I yeah. think. <clears throat> I also wonder if whatever is leaving these tracks and those tracks continues upward or if it only continues downward. I'm sure we can find out. We yes. May, we may be able to avoid that by going up and around. It does pose a threat going up because there are many more places to hide. Um, but if there is refined gems, I would be better to find them there than have to mine them ourselves. How are these gems transported? For what? For what he's indicating? Up, like this, the ledger, uh, like up, down. Was there like a, like a series of pulleys or anything, or was it just where they were going from this point? Yeah, for the ledger, it exclusively indicates their direction. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say that like you guys have passed by several like carts in other buildings. Mm -hmm. There's not really, like, um, an enormous an shaft where you can just take, like, an <laughs> elevator up and down or, like, rig a pulley system, like, fucking Uncharted, and just wee! Because <laughs> that's an easy way for people to accidentally die. <laughs> yep. Oh, or sense. get there faster. Or die immediately. Die faster. <laughs> die. Yeah. I, that's I, how you end up with it's... Dosha. Right? Dwarven I mean... Not... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
Balor would also just outright say, If there are many spirits like me that live here and fell for them, I do not know of going to the homes. <laughs> would they also be interested in the sword? Other spirits such as I? Yes. I do not know. Not even I know what draws me to this blade. There is just something within its spirit that resonates with mine. Hmm. I'm gonna eye Yalom low discreetly. <laughs> Give him the old eyebrows. Yes. I do not think that we wish to wait, turn wait. <laughs> Balor into a spirit vacuum if we go up. Vacuum! He's fucking Luigi! Luigi! He's so fast! That would be unfortunate, I yes. suppose. Yes, uh, he, we have seen, uh, well, Nesgrim at the very least saw... We've seen Nesgrim. We've known Nesgrim biblically. Uh, we have seen Torvin disappear. I am not sure that bringing Balor towards possibly a greater concentration of Dwarven spirits is a plan that seems logical. Uh, out loud to the group, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if we were to ascend or not, we still need texts about we do still need to mining descend. and forging. They're in the and those are forge. likely below. Sure. Yeah, uh, if we have to go below either way, then perhaps we start there and only ascend if we must. Uh, Balor, you said the forge is below as well? Yes. And the market has passed the forge? No, the market is before the forge. Good, okay. Market. Forge. Library. Library. Where I worked. Sheridan Suites. I was gonna say, did he he tell us what he did? Did we ask that question? I'm going to tell you that he told you he was a miner. I, I was. I meant to ask that question before you said library. Yes. Just to clarify. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 You're. You're fine. <laughs> Why did you live in a library? I did not live with the tomes. I simply spent my days there, not my nights. Sure. What did you read about? What was your interest? All things dwarven. The history of this mountain. <laughs> Could we narrow that down slightly? <laughs> Stones. <laughs> rubble. Great piles of rubble. <laughs> Glorious and glimmering. Now when you say what library. What library is this? <laughs> I assume you mean adult bookstore. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is the section all the way in the back. It's covered in neon, in neon lights. It's a slab bank. We'll call it that. <laughs> As a side note, uh, uh, Twitch is putting out brand safety ratings for channels. I can't fucking wait to find out what ours is. I can't wait. We use good code words like rubble. Yeah. (laughs) And slab. Is that automatically applied? 
Apparently, it's manually reviewed. So. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I welcome how whoever watches po- our channel. Logistically, I how don't is know. that possible? I would imagine it's only going to be for larger streamers. So we probably clips. Yeah. 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 We're real smart. Ready for them to come across that reach around clips. We're going to blow them at the same time. <laughs> is he finished? <laughs> Take it! <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I mean, he would have uh, definitively just effectively said the history of this mountain. You say you want to narrow it down. You would say stones. Um, We're getting more narrow, sure. Uh, yes, great tunnels that are here. Let's, let's get a needle point on it. Some formed naturally by... Things that exist below the ground. Things being... All the large rats. Large rats. The giants. There were many giants. Yes. Many, you said? Yes. We actually met one. Did you? A living giant. Yeah. Where did you meet such a wonderful... In a cave? Not near here. Yes. In a faraway cave. Please make a deception yeah. check. Can I help? <laughs> can you... <laughs> I mean, can you help? Do you no. have a perceivable yeah, reason for why you can help? Uh, like an argument that you would also be able to simultaneously make. I'm going to agree with her, and it's two against one. That's the best no. thing. That's the What's best your role, Sarah? Ten. Ten. Ooh. Whether he believes me or Ooh, not. Ooh, my glorious. It's pretty. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. Uh, me. Uh-oh. I mean, it's an 18 on the die. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Quite far from here, I'm certain. When you fail a deception check, do you. He doesn't definitively know that you're lying. Yeah. He knows that there is something strange about your behavior or your mannerism, your tone of voice, like. It's not a lie detector. He knows that there is something strange about what you just said. <laughs> Where'd you mean? No one here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be very <laughs> blunt, when it's a very singular sentence like that, nowhere near here, if you're behaving strangely, there are only so many antithetical <laughs> beliefs to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It is near here, <laughs> is um, the only one that I can envision. With working... At Growlers, uh-huh. I would have seen a Goliath come and go quite often. Yeah, you would have seen Buck, absolutely. Okay. Yes. yes. Oh, we know Buck. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know of, like, yeah. Buck. <laughs> I've told you many a times, friends, he is not a giant. He's only half giant. He drinks like a giant? He does. Big appetite. Well, I think that would be thirst. He's bigger than me. Glenn, I'm going to ask you as well to make a deception check. <laughs> I'm just going to look Ooh, at Oh, baby! Like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Come on. Like, it's fine. It's not like... You know, he's natural. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> he's the most insightful man in the world! <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to preface this as I it's have not like he a na- negative oh, two oh, modifier to it. It's <laughs> so sorry. It's a 15. Yeah, I did that 20. <laughs> Whoops! We're great at lying. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, or he's just an incredibly insightful, terrifying, ghastly man. Man. Ghastly? 
He's a ghost. Or a ghost. He's ghastly. He's a Pokemon. No, he's ghastly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you indicate that like he, yes. you know, used to Stop drink and things like that, and he says he drank like a giant, and he will just again mirthfully laugh. <laughs> yes. There are many things that can consume more than what they would look like they're capable of doing. (laughs) Creatures are always performing such wonderful transmutations. And they are so magnificent to witness. Perhaps we might read about some of these below. We should continue forward. Oh yes, there are many records down in the Tricks to be played. A glorious city fell far then. Is that what you studied in the library? No, I studied rocks. The wonderful properties of the stone. As it lives and breathes here around us. It is alive, this stone. Is like, yeah, I, okay. I was gonna say, is passive insight a thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, mine's eleven. Yeah, I I trust this guy. I guess. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Mine's fifteen. I mean, well, mine's seventeen. Mine's fourteen. I, I would say <laughs> that like the passive, two of you are sufficiently close because again, as we indicated, like yeah. passive mm-hmm. deceptions. He's. This is the wrong character. He's poised. <laughs> like he's. he's Sarah. No. Sarah. Jessa, what are you doing? It's <laughs> like, you're a fucking druid. Like, why is my wisdom Your so low? insight's so garbage. Sense. You have to have, like, perpetual disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's poised. You can definitively glean that he speaks almost like in a coded sense of where he understands the language that he uses. To where, in the same way that I'll always make the comparison, like Gustavo, <laughs> he always spoke about chicken, not meaning chicken. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When this motherfucker says rocks, he don't mean rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means something else. <laughs> 14 yeah. is my passive. 14, yeah, I mean, I'll say that the individuals yeah. who are 14 or higher would receive that comparable level <laughs> of, this motherfucker is like, hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So the way that he speaks <laughs> is you. The way that Don, you... I'm everyone. <laughs> well, yeah. I am eternal. He's also Ukubo, so... Includes Barry. I'll, I'll not forget about Barry. He's Barry. Hey, Barry. <laughs> Drinking all the ale. Just bring me another ale, dude. I got great stories. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, you can absolutely infer and pick up on the fact that this ghastly creature... It's speaking with a, a, a tonality and a sense of poise that is intentionally deceptive and coded. Okay. Okay. What the code um, means, I don't yeah. think you know. But very specifically chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what he says, like, I, I worked in a library down below, and I studied rocks. Mm-mm. But he says, the rocks are alive. And he has uh-huh. repeated a different phrase many other times. Yep, he's also said that he's a miner and that mm-hmm. they are the mountain. And yes, he could stop. be, you know, mining into the steel so, souls. Thank you. <laughs> I, 
I guess as we proceed through the room, uh-huh. I would look at Balor and, and ask aloud, uh, do, do you mean, um, when, when you say you study rocks, do you study living rocks? Like Ganassi? Children of the great elements. How (laughs) glorious. What did you do? (laughs) Did a ghost just shudder? Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! Eat them for power. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Paul, you you weren't here to ask me the episode title. Did you look at it? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck! (laughs) I want you to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't talk to me anymore. Yeah, I mean, he would absolutely just like shudder and almost like he, the wrinkles in his face would roll like with ecstasy as the edges of his lips just. Quiver. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> 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 Did you say you're an elemental? <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, shivers with anticipation. And I'm just gonna go and take a good old step between Vorst and Felix. Oh uh, yeah, he just a hundred percent would say, "The children of the natural elements. It is so good to know that they still live and breathe. Well forged, child. What? Well, do I got some shit to tell you? Oh, tell me everything." <laughs> Perhaps this I will immediately in <laughs> mind. You're just gonna have three people telepathically communicate with you. Shut the fuck up. It's everyone's yelling. I will, I, will, I will send you to the forever night. I'm actually gonna actively use my helmet oh, to left it. Just shut you have three people up. just invade your brain. Stop it! Stop it! Shut up! Not the ghost dwarf! I don't say anything, but you can feel my displeasure. You can feel that I'm there. <laughs> you know that if you tried to talk to me, I'd hear it. <laughs> the, oh, the calls no, I shit to tell There's you. There's just no one on the line. Are you still going? <laughs> breathing into the phone. <laughs> I'm sure that you do. You're still going. I'm excited to see what's down below. Well, As we all are. This getting to know you has been fun, but if we continue on, we should go. Yes. Yes. Want you more time for talk? Yes. The great hall is filled with fragments of splendor left behind before whatever it was that happened here. As I said, many people gathered here to take part in the delicious meats of the tavern right at the end of the hall. Perhaps if we find a cask, you might all enjoy a piece of my home. Uh, Such delicious meats. Quite possibly. Now, shall we then? <laughs> yes. And I'm walking lost. through the door again. Yeah. I'm right behind him. Cool. Yep. Where's Reardon? Reardon's just like hanging out, just like. I heard hail. I mean, he's still fucking like drunk. <laughs> yes. That's right. So he's just like. Dude, mead? <laughs> That's loud. like mead. And it's close to meat. Mm hmm. Mm. Drinkable mead. <laughs> Okay. Sure, <laughs> Do you mean b- blood? I like meat. <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, no. 
Instagram. Have you ever had any mead? I don't know how you want me to answer this question, Rirda. Like a yes or a no? <laughs> I, I can't say that I have. Maybe we could have a mead together sometime, man. Sure. Just like me and you. A couple of mead boys. Just doing mead things. Oh, my love. I guess you know, whatever happens, happens. I guess, I guess I'll mead you at the brewery. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. This guy's really fun. Thank you. I'm glad you're a fan. I'm glad you're a fan of mead. I am. Big fan of you, buddy. Like big, heavy-handed pat you on the back of the armor, just clank. <laughs> so strong, <laughs> pushes you forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all step into this room. Uh, yep. So the great hall. That was an uncomfortable sound, John. It's fun. It is every time. Yeah. Right? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the only way I can sleep. Same, dude. You just have a white <laughs> no- noise machine and John going, oh. I really could make that with right? all of the clubs and things. Yeah, I could. <laughs> That's what I feel most yeah. bad for the people who like have to rewatch our clips. It's just me terrifyingly shuddering with excitement as everyone says things. <laughs> Now I just want all of the island to fall with only the O's oh. and the shuddering. <laughs> oh. 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 And, and Paul yelling. Ah, it is. Uh, yeah, so uh, what's everybody's dark vision ranges? And uh, Paul has torch lit and Sarah as well has her staff with light. 60. 60 dark. 60 dark? 60. Everybody should be... 60. I wasn't sure whether or not anybody had any class features that had recently improved their dark vision distance. So Nesgrim's shield is also lit. Correct. Yeah. Um, Yes, and your torch is lit with genuine flame. Which is beautiful. (laughs) Gives off a smell. Yes! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, like delicious ash and embers. Dust. Yes. Uh, Yes, so I mean... You guys would be able to see out from the ex- extent of your dark vision at the conclusion, you know, through the, the dim light. Uh, you guys would be able to see that this hall looks like it is filled with uh, several large, uh, like five, five and a half foot tall, uh, maybe eight to ten feet long, uh, sets of like bar stools and tables, uh, like the countertops, akin to what I have and what you would be very familiar with in Growlers. Uh, you can see that there are casks adorning the heights of the tables. You can see that there are many shelves that adorn the walls. There are two alcoves, one as you're able to see very clearly uh, for the people who are inside here. is the only indication in this area that looks as though it was subjected to some kind of devastating cascade of rubble. It looks like there is a, a small hole in the ceiling in the corner of the alcove in the central portion of it. 
This cascade rubble all over. <laughs> rubble all over. Devastating cascade <laughs> of rubble. I think you found Catastrophic. the rubble. Yeah, no, you found the rubble. Just <laughs> rubbled all over this room. <laughs> it is the rubble hole, so that's uh-huh. where you do it. Uh-huh. That's where one goes to rubble. Uh, who is the individual at the front of the party? Is it Yalomlo or is it Boris? It is Boris. Uh, Boris, what's your passive perception, please? My passive perception is a 12. A 12? 12. Yeah, I will say that... Uh, as, as the person at the forefront, especially because of the illumination, the light around you guys, you're able to see that in the alcoved area, it looks as though there are smaller circular tables that are broken open. You can see, again, these splayed fractured pieces of wood for the legs of what would be a table and a set of, like, probably 12 to 14 chairs. Um... He amidst, never stood a chance. Amidst that... Oh, sorry, what? He never stood a chance. Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, amidst that area, you can see that there are like a litany of uh, small fragmented pieces of bone uh, crushed beneath said rubble. Uh, you can see f- like scraps of tattered pieces of clothing of different gray and earthy tones for what you would associate with either you know leather or cloth like horsehair shirts uh, or um, you know fur-lined cloaks, things like that that are again disheveled and stuck beneath this. Uh, amidst all of that, you would see the reflection of a shiny pile of silver coins splayed out, almost like a a blood pattern. You know, if you were to like investigate a crime scene, you would see a, a centralized area and then a splaying out, almost like a hand. <laughs> so it's just silver coins. Just somebody just made a ram with these silver coins. Oh, I'm gonna rumble! <laughs> <laughs> Found the fuck pit, Don. <laughs> uh, the, library. the rubble pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get ready to rubble! <laughs> uh, yeah, at the distance you would see the wall kind of bends, indicating to you probably another alcove. I can't tell you that it's definitively that. Obviously, we can see the map. But you can see that it opens up dark, to the right, yeah. and you can see that there is additionally a small opening there at the conclusion. Is this alcove the only place where there's been a collapse? Yes. In this room, yes. Are there spider webs on everything still? Uh, I would say that there are not really many spider webs in here. Uh, there are pieces of what look like tattered webs on the ground at the areas around the base of the poles. You can see cobwebs over like the heights of the mm-hmm. casks and kind of cascading down over the legs and towards the edges of the bars countertops that they adorn and but nothing with like a definitive structure to mm-hmm. it yeah nothing with a definitive structure uh again no natural light uh there is a a large tabard like a uh a, a cloth tabard that is kind of ripped mostly in half where in the center of it uh it is a large uh bluish patterned cloth <laughs> and in the center you can see that there is a white pickaxe and a skull and a, a skull? Uh-huh. Like a skull and that? spine or a skull on a stick? A skull and a pickaxe. Just the skull. Like on the pickaxe? Uh, no. Intersecting. So like pickaxe going shaft this uh, way, pickaxe there, skull this way. Understood. Like a V. A beautiful crossed V. It's fine, Don. <laughs> Hey, question before I forget, super uh, important. Yeah. Uh, are the tracks on the ceiling yeah. um, from the previous room? 
Uh, I will tell you that the ceilings in the Great Hall are pretty high. Uh, it looks as though they're about 70 to 80 feet, so they would go 20 bright up. You're ascending yeah. like five feet above you, or like right behind you. So 6, 11, and then 40 up. You would be able to see at, you don't have dark vision. Uh, I do not. You would be able to see that like the light kind of concludes in a dimness where you're not able to see stone. It looks like continuing darkness above. But I do see the tracks coming from behind on the ceiling and then go up. You saw the tracks on the side walls through the one hallway, then on the ceiling, like um, right in the area of what was the chapel. The hallway that you guys just passed through, the archway was broken on the left side, and it looked like it came in through the left side. So right by where you guys entered, it crested okay. to the left, and then yes, did ascend. So okay. like you would see them so, kind of trail upwards at a diagonal, like a forty-five degree okay, angle. So on the left, up. Okay, gotcha. And yes, they would extend out of your vision at a diagonal. Just gonna stare up at those. Uh huh. For a minute. Yeah. Uh, Ethier. Yes. You were afraid that we weren't going to find any bodies. And I'm gonna point you towards the pieces of bone. Yeah. I'm gonna do 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 do. Oh, don't make a wisdom save. Uh, and please move his character towards that direction. Uh, thirteen. It's pretty yeah. good. Terrible, considering how high my wisdom is. So, amidst the rubble... Not wise enough. <laughs> ...in the areas where you can see that there is the collective of scattered clothing, the area where you see the ripped pieces of fabric, you see, again, kind of like the, the shining glimmering for you, <clears throat> so distinctly memorable fragments of bone, like... Not polished, obviously. Yep. There's going to be a, a slight discoloration to them because they're old and dusty. But amidst the pile of rubble, you kind of, for a moment, aren't certain whether or not your eyes are playing tricks with you because you see this strange, sudden shaking of a pile of robes. You know, in like old-timey Halloween films, when bones would rattle and shake very suddenly and resonate, mm -hmm. and you hear the clacking of bones <clears throat> striking each other, like almost a chittering sensation. Mm. And you see the cloth kind of shake, the general shape of what looks like shoulders kind of wrinkling and curling themselves, and then stop. And you take a moment and wonder, did I just see that? Pull out my bone short sword and just kind of going to approach it further. Yes, I would say that this would occur when you are about fifteen feet away as you begin to walk directly towards it. Sure. Are you going to walk the additional feet towards the thing and poke it with your bone short sword? I am. I'm also going to cast light on the short sword so I can get a better visual as I sure. get closer. Uh, since the torch is lit, so it's not being used for that anymore. Cool. Uh... Or did I cast it on your staff? You cast it on my okay, staff. Okay, then I wouldn't do that. Okay. Nesgrim cast it on the torch, because mm -hmm. when he cast it on the shield, the torch went, went out. Then I would flying. ask Nesgrim. Uh, Nesgrim, could well, you... Well, Nesgrim is the one who has it on his shield now. Paul oh, lit his damn. torch manually. Okay, all right. He lit his shield, you lit her staff, his Got torch it. is actual fire. Okay. 
Same thing. I'm nothing. There's no. Like so no additional light. <laughs> Stepping over towards this pile of bones and yes. tattered clothes. Yeah, and trying to sift through, sift and, through and, and see what's there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was looking in this general direction, did I see any of that happen? No. Okay. Just watched Ether <laughs> kind of like what the hell? take a few steps, and then you would have seen that like he would have paused for a few seconds, like not really give much of an indication that something peculiar occurred. <laughs> peculiar indeed. Aside from the fact that I drew my sword, which I pretty much never never do, do. especially mm-hmm. to use yeah, for a purpose like You guys like watch this. that Ether just brandishes his blade as he walks towards this pile. A sword. You're confused by the bones. Yeah, he has a big bone sword. I don't know whether or not anyone wants to do anything before this occurs. If not, we're gonna go to that. I'm staring at tracks. I mean, if I see Ether step over there, Mm -hmm. I'd probably... I have a light stick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably... Yeah, directed in that way. And would you move over towards it as well? Probably. Towards Ether. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be looking at Ether or in the direction for what Ether is looking at? Probably both. Okay. Yeah. Please as well make a wisdom safe, Sarah. I would probably retain the spot that I'm at. That's enough. But seeing him pull his sword, I would probably raise mine up higher to see, so I could kind of yeah, see like wave better into the corner. Sure. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say you rolled a natural twenty? Not, uh, nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you look over, and to you, it doesn't remotely feel suspicious whatsoever. It looks like a strange. You've seen many piles of rubble inside of Felfarthen already. <laughs> this one doesn't look any different to you. The presence of clothing might seem a little suspicious, but again, you guys have found corpses already, especially mm-hmm. in the room where you found the map and the other pieces of information. Balor has told you that there are many people that gathered in here. It doesn't seem strange to you whatsoever, but yes, you hold aloft the moon touch sword and kind of wave it. And as you do, you watch as the ethereal form of Balor just kind of wisps around at the height of it kind of again dancing around the tip of the blade going waxing and waning above and below and he just kind of is still looking at the moon touch sword but you watch as his eyes suddenly glance towards Ether, and a slight grin touches his lips and you brandish your bone sword <laughs> anyone doing anything before said poking begins I oh. uh, I have no idea that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd just... Be, I'd be Same. standing there watching that door to make sure yeah. nothing followed us in. Felix is keeping his eye on the wall and looking upwards towards the darkness to see whether or not he sees any additional tracks or anything suspicious occurring. Glenn, or Vorst, holds aloft the moon-touched sword. Yeah, I'm watching Ethier. Yeah, looks at Ethier and watches as Ethier kind of tentatively steps forward and pokes into this pile. Please make an attack roll. Natural 20. (laughs) You watch as, like, you just very deftly. You know how there's obviously the collar for what would be naturally, like, Mm -hmm. conically formed for a thing that's worn, like, usage over time, like you were doing with the mask, like how we have the bridge that is formed from our nose. You see that there's an area where it kind of ascends slightly over the curvature for where the spine would be, and just deftly slides your blade through that opening. And I'll say that you kind of flip up Mm -hmm. to unveil whatever is here as you slide and remove this fur cloak that is a very dark black looking color you watch as these bones right below them 
burst into a pile of dust as they unveil themselves and just dissipate in a puff. And you watch as all the cascading dust settles down on the stone below the bones. Is that what I see? You... If you want to let me know what I see. You passed the wisdom save. You are correct. Uh, no, you would just see as Ethier pulls this back. <laughs> Bless you. Ah! You would just see there are no bones. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. It just looks like additional scattered pieces of clothing that were kind of oddly shaped and constructed. So when he whiffs the cloak back, you see dust kind of strike up into the air. But it just looks like, again, somebody picked up an incredibly dusty thing very abruptly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. And the emanating Gosh, very dusty, gust from it? the movement just <laughs> stirred up some of the dust in the area. But you see no bones. And I will say that you are right with Balor, and you just hear him kind of lightly chuckle to himself. <laughs> it seems the spirits are close. Closer than I thought. You're standing here with this cloak Mm -hmm. now slightly cast aside from this pile of dust. Uh, I'm going to flip over the cloak and see if I can see any, like, markings or insignias on it or anything on the inside or the outside. Sure. Uh, I will tell you that, like, are you bending down to do this with your hands or are you doing this, like, with your... Okay, yeah. yeah. Careful to avoid this burn dust that exists. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Sure. You kneel down and you, you know, still one hand on your, your short sword, kind of grab the, the collar and turn it over, and you can see that the lower portion, so maybe about uh, a third or so of the cloak has been ripped off where rubble was had landed on it previously, and it mm. looks as though it's stretched. Okay. And it looks as though it's suddenly ripped. So you know that, like when uh, a, a substance that is able to undergo that like tensile pulling and then will stretch and then kind of yeah, like curl. Yeah, it's got curl. that weird, yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. it has that curling at the bottom indicating that like the cloak was under rocks and then moved and then ripped and then reverberated back. <laughs> so like was pulled back. Uh, I will say that you don't see any real markings or insignia. It looks like it is a plain black, like, uh, wolf fur cloak, uh, where you have, you know, maybe about half to two-thirds of the cloak remaining. Okay. Um, there's there's rubble over here as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a pile of beautiful silver coins just splayed out on the ground. Yeah, I don't want to touch those. Neither uh, <laughs> 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 doesn't give a fuck about money and I know better Uh, I'm gonna kind of see if I can look into the rubble at all and see anything in particular if there's like any spots where like larger stones are sitting and there's gaps sure absolutely Um, I'll say that you're able to because your passive perception and your natural perception is exquisitely high where it would feel unfair to make that a check that you can perceivably fail especially since you're not pressed for time I will say that you can see that there's kind of a natural gap kind of formed where there are two large, uh, you know, uh, amorphous kind of circular shapes that kind of touch at a point. You can see that there's a very small opening, maybe about, I don't know, like a foot in, in diameter. Okay. So only about yay big. 
the bottom of these conjoining rocks. And it is through that that you see the silver coins splayed out on the ground. Oh, more of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. With an uh, arm's reach. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is there is there like a like a bag that they're in or something, or or is they are they just like is this just a pile of coins? Pile of coins. Yeah. Some of them kind of, you know, tentatively leaning on one another. So like a stack was <laughs> splashed over. <laughs> So they like had a, a coin pusher in here, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> like a, a, I give the people what they want. Pile of silver. Would I be familiar with gambling? I would say probably not. That's fair. Mm. So these are under rocks. Uh-huh. Do they look real shiny despite being under rocks for an extraordinarily long amount of time? Uh, as though they are, in for some reason, not covered in dust? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They look shiny. They don't look tarnished. Right. They look, uh, you know, like there's a, a thin veil of dust over them, but they are still... Less than I would expect. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you okay, Ethan? Uh... Yeah, I would say that to be able to do this, you would be, like, down on your yeah, knees and, like, sure. kind of yeah. crouching down low and, like, peeking through this hole. Um, there are more coins in here. This is these silver coins, but they are uh, cleaner than I would have expected for being under rocks. They have only a thin layer of dust on them. Perhaps a trick? Possibly I do not wish to reach my hand into this hole. Huh. Should the rocks shift, though I imagine they will not. If they've been here for such a long time, they have probably settled already, but... Are any of them outside of the hole? The ones uh, over here mm. seem to be similar. Mm. Yeah, uh, there's a small pile of what looks like between 20 and 45 silver. It's pretty odd that the ceiling would collapse in just this one area. Yes. Most yeah. of the other rooms we've been in have Pick been Pick up free. a piece of silver. Mm-hmm. I also... Looks s- like silver. Yeah, just like a minted silver coin. Feels like silver. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Smells like silver. Absolutely. A little bit of a dusty <laughs> odor. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say that you accumulate 35 silver. That's a lot of silver. I mm-hmm. also saw... Um, a, the bones under... This cloak what bones? dissolved into dust in the air. Either there are no bones. There, there were bones when There's... I flipped the cloak over. They no, vanished. They were not. You simply shifted a cloak. There was nothing there. I saw them rattling. They made a sound. I was looking at the same things you were, and I saw no such thing. Again, possibly a trick. Yes, I suppose so. But John, are you still you kneeling in front of the hole, looking in? Uh, I would be looking back now, but I would still be kneeling. That's what I would have done. Better. Yeah. Please. Let me yep. just expose my neck real quick. Make me a constitution saving throw. Con save. Uh-huh. Uh, 13. 13? Yep. You feel, as you turn your head, and would you have gestured towards the hole when you're indicating that there are additional coins sure. in this area? Yeah. Yep. So as you're, like, kneeling kind of low to the ground... Slightly horizontal, would have gestured towards the hole, indicated that there were more coins. 
you would have felt this like chilling grasp kind of right around the edges of your neck like right at the base of your hairline right behind your ear just this very chilling running down sensation of what would oddly enough feel like fingers just running the length of your neck on the side and then tightly grip your collar I would push myself away from the rock please make a strength saving throw real good at those oh that's a natural one minus two <laughs> that's a oh, negative oh, one oh, 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 the even worse oh. natural one in order to push I need divided to by zero he fears ceases to exist <laughs> just pull him into the he leans into it yeah I would say that like you feel this and you go to move and there feels like nothing in you constitutes the urge to actually resist that you go to pull but instead of pulling away you remain motionless almost like a strange sense of acceptance like this is this is all right it's not unwelcome to me this touch feels all right there's no reason to move from this you give the little bit of resistance and just kind of slightly move back and forth. You all just see Ether kneeling here, looking at you, and he stops talking for a brief second, and you watch as he just, like, slightly wobbles back and forth for only a brief moment. I, as, I would probably As also... he's wobbling, I would ask him, almost chastising him, did you, did, did you also see your shadow being squeezed? No. Okay. Uh, uh, no, I do not think so. Uh, I'll approach mm-hmm. Ethier as to inspect the area that he claims to have seen bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see in a, a large sweeping pile of dust around this area in which this cloak was removed. Just I'll get closer to the, mm-hmm. the spectral hand, no problem. And you said he's wobbling, but he doesn't seem to be making any sort of like weird facial expression no i mean it would possibly like a look slightly of confusion but like when i say wobbling i mean he would just kind of like come on buddy like Like, more like shifting like wobbling i think is a very embellished probably incorrect word choices like i would think he would just be like slightly shifting where it might just be uncomfortable swaying yeah, like, <laughs> whatever the fuck's in this hole we're trying to party I, I would say while that was happening i also probably would have if i'm in that state of like i don't need to like move or anything i probably would have loosened the grip on my sword sure. momentarily and then when i was asked a question probably tightened your grip tightened my gripping mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you guys are just looking at Ether as he kneels in front of this hole. Strangely not moving away from it now. Ether? Yes? Shall we move on? <laughs> Am I able to answer it? You're able to answer okay. You are know, fully in control like a, uh, of your okay. mental faculties. Uh, yes, I, I think so. Um, this is still strange that this silver is in here, though. So, uh, shiny. I agree. It could be dwarven silver. Could be. Yes. 
Can you reach it? I'll reach my hand out to if because if he's in the way, mm-hmm. I'll help him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you reach my see as Ether or Felix extends his gloved hand down. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach my hand out. Sure. Pull him up. Yeah, you take Felix's or you take Ether's hand, and you pull him. For a moment, it feels like Ether is like dead weight in your hand. Like limp. And as an individual whose strength score, if I remember correctly, is like a six or a seven. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I've got Mastery of Force on. Very good. Make me roll. Oh yeah, no, it's not gonna be a roll. <laughs> it's he feels like dead weight in your hand. And when you pull him up, it feels like he gives you no assistance. It feels like you are lifting a limp body in your arms. When you stand up, please make me a constitution saving throw. Uh, seven. Seven. As Ethier stands, as you lift him up, he just, like, his knees buckle, and he looks feeble for a moment, and just kind of collapses, like, into your chest. Can I his... help brace him? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Like, you're in the area. Yeah. Like, you would definitively see that like he doesn't look alright he looks off it doesn't necessarily look like dizziness it looks like the strength from him has been sapped away from his body that's so much worse yes it is (laughs) uh huh great Ethier are you okay Uh, uh, are you okay so sorry oh Don please reduce your strength score by two Oh. oh no! Well, <laughs> well. Does that put you down like seven or eight? Puts me at five. Puts me at five. Five. Uh, so now you're now what you're carrying really matters. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You can't what are you carrying, carry, bud? When can you not yeah, carry I'm a, your own I'm body over weight? Yeah, I'm At a zero, you die. Yeah, I'm, I'm over encumbered. You so I feel just... the weight yeah. of your belongings, kind of just. Ugh. Uh. N- Nesgrim, uh, or or Vorst, uh, if you could please take some of, of my things. Either what's wrong? Sure, past I can. I I feel um uh, weak. Oh, he's just tired. It's a long journey in Felvarden. Is that Balor? Yeah. While he's saying that, I'm gonna look at Yalumlo. Just wide-eyed stare at him. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> contact Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. Just gonna stare at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you widen your eyes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll move over to Felix and lock eyes with Felix and just uh, just slowly, uncomfortably stare at your friends. <laughs> yeah, as I'm like, as I have like feet here, like slumped on me. Yeah, slumped oh, against shit, right. your body. You're like, oh my god, like my Help. friend. <laughs> Please. Help. Keep staring at Yalumlo then. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is there a problem, Nesgrim? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you, you're gonna I'm, help. I'm doing oh, the cool. thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you my ten foot pole. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Why? your ten foot pole, Don. Do I you want your ten that? foot pole. Why are you keeping that? It's a common adventuring gear. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's yeah, very I'm useful. Hand you that. Just extend. Uh, and I'm gonna hand you five of my torches. Sure. Mm-hmm. You gotta add those to your inventory. 
because I need to know if you're ever in combat. I'm going to hand you eight of my torches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with these? Wee! <laughs> <laughs> you like struggle, recognize that you are having a bag. difficult time maintaining oh. your own weight. Yep. <laughs> and offer some of these items to Nesgrim. Uh, y'all are they all made of bone? Uh, the torches, thank God, are not. The lantern is. It's a ten foot bone. Eight torches and a ten foot pole. Yep. Cool. Uh, but yes, Yalom Lo then yes. communicates into Nesgrim's mind and says, "What's wrong?" I'll try and steady uh, you here. Yeah. I'm helping. Hmm? Yeah, the two of yeah. you are able to keep him steady as he hands over some of his items, and when he concludes that, he looks like he's a little bit more sure-footed. Uh, but yes, Yalom Lo communicates into Nesgrim's mind and says, "What's wrong?" DJ. So I'd, I, I like to, to imagine that he doesn't respond. I wanted to finish adding <laughs> oh. the torches before I forgot uh, yep. <laughs> what number I was at, and mm-hmm. it would have been a thing. Um, in regards to our friend here, Balor, uh, I can make him go away if we'd like, or if at any point we would like. Do we think that's necessary? Ethier doesn't look great. Palor is saying it's just because he's tired. Have you ever seen Ethier to behave like that when he's tired? I have not. I can't recall so either. I'm worried perhaps that Balor knows more than he's letting on. If so, perhaps he's connected to what just happened to Ethier. Do you have any way of finding out before you? dispose of him. I can sense all the uh, fiends and undead in the area. You already know that he is a ghost. (laughs) True. I can sense that. Sure. Mm -hmm. I can... (laughs) I can make him flee for a minute. That's awfully specific. (laughs) How long my presence lasts. I'm only able to scare somebody for a minute after that. You can only... Only hold that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to cut the connection. (laughs) And I would still be thinking. And then I'm going to chuckle to myself out loud. Please come back. (laughs) I would still be thinking, no, wait, that's not what. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pretty successful at scaring off people for more than a minute before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a DJ or (laughs) Okay. Don, what's your passive perception as well? 22. 22? Yes. Yeah. I will say that out of the corner of your eye and your heightened sense of, like, almost anxiety, like, you know when fight or flight really starts yeah. to kick in and you just really try to hone your senses to discern, like, what around you does feel like a threat? I will tell you that with the height of what you're able to see with your dark vision and the illuminations around you. You get the strangest senses like you're weightless against the body of Felix and you begin handing these things over to Nesgrim. You get this strange sense that you feel almost like small particles of stone and dust like cascading around your head. Just every couple of seconds just it feels like something 
smacks against the corner of your head, and you feel like dust kind of fall around you. I'm, I'm going to whip my head up and, and, like, cover my eyes and just be looking up. Yeah, absolutely. You look up, and you don't see anything. You see the ceiling, you know, about 75, 80-ish feet up. Looks like beautiful marble. Almost reflective in a way. It's so smooth and polished. Just look up and you see a small reflection of just you and your friends around you in this marble. Even in the dark. Do I see Baller's reflection? No. Okay. You said about midway down the hall there's like stools and a bar top. Uh, there are ones all along the all wall at that side, yeah. Like, yeah. there's one with casts of ale, and there are broken bar stools, and then on the opposite side of the pillar, there's a uh, dilapidated cart that looks like it has several casks and barrels of mead that have spilled out and been broken. Uh, you can see it kind of stains the back wall, where it would have, like, some kind of fungal growth on it, because, like, the mold that would be formed from the sugars from mead... Uh, and then, obvious, uh, further along the wall, you would see another bar with another intact cask. Covered in cobwebs, but mm. a standing kind of elevated cask, like we got. Yeah. And, uh, and watching my friend stand here and just look space out, scene. can't stand up, start spacing out, I'm gonna go ahead and scoop him out of the other two's arms, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna bring, walk him over to, uh, to a stool and plop mm-hmm. him up, yeah, pour some water in my hand and start flicking it in his face. Yeah, I'll say that you find a stool that is not fully and completely broken and you're able to help sit Ethier down. You pull out a water skin, Ethier's just kind of still like, almost transfixed on the ceiling above. You begin to splash water in his face. There's dust falling on my head. There's no dust, friend. I, I feel it running down my hair. That might be the water I'm flicking in your face. No, before, give him a good old pat pat on the face. Before the hunting Oops. attacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! As Boris takes him away, I'll bring my torch into my hand and uh-huh. kneel down where he was looking oh and kind God. of, if I can, direct the torch inward so that way it's a lit space. Uh, I will tell you that the gap for it is only about a foot in diameter. Uh, I will say that while you probably would be able to telekinetically angle the torch horizontally and try to... Oh, no, I would, I would, have, I would hold it with my hand. Oh, your actual okay. hand? And try yeah, to so just poke it through. It yeah, I mean, I'll say that it's, it's, a, a, it's a diameter, like a circumference, that the torch is going to be able to make it through. I can't promise that the torch will remain lit if it, like, strikes the rocks or anything like that. I can use this. Right. Mm-hmm. I have my staff that's glowing. Yeah. So oh, as I'll, I do that, are you going to cut me off with the staff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, you I'll watch as like Felix approaches <laughs> with the torch in hand, kneels down, and goes to insert it. I don't know if you would genuinely like to intervene. Felix. Mm. There's no fire on this one. I'll pull the torch away. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. You kneel down <laughs> and poke the staff through. Yeah. Yeah, you poke well, this. You poke the staff through. You can see that the alcove concludes maybe about like eight, eight to nine-ish feet backwards. It's a uh, curved wall. You can see that the wall looks intact. Uh, as you poke your staff through, you can see that again there are many splayed, tattered pieces of cloth and clothing, and you know, uh, fur from uh, like cloaks and things like that. 
and you guys, while you're poking the light through, as it kind of cascades and bathes the interior of this small hovel formed by the rock opening, you watch as it seems the shadows very suddenly recede. Like, not uniformly, but like... Not naturally. Yeah, it almost looks like hands, like finger-length waves just kind of scrape along the interiors of the rock and dissipate out into nothing. John, what are you doing? Does do- it look like the other hand, What are you, man? What are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> Does it look like the other hand? What hand? What hand, Paul? What are you talking about? The, the hand from the bad hole. <laughs> the bad hole hand? <laughs> yeah. The hands yes. from the bad hole? Whole the hands? hands. I will yes. genuinely reco- I will recoil back and kind of like stumble. Um, uh, and you said that the only thing, other things we see in there are... Uh, the pieces of silver and then no additional silver. pieces of clothing. There is, silver no silver? At the, there is silver at the back of the alcove. So again, there's another what looks like maybe 30 to 50 pieces of silver splayed out on the ground. None of it's like covered in blood or anything. It's just got like a little bit of dust on it, man. It's just silver. Right, right. <laughs> kind of like fall backwards and, and look over Tora. That, that, that was weird. Did, did you see it? Did I see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of you would have seen it. I did. Oh, we are not alone. I think that's established from the beginning. I look over it. Balor. Balor. We knew Nezrim they, saw something they in the corner. They don't show themselves. They don't like the light. Kind of like a just... Real quick, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but real quick, I will tell you, as you, because you're still indicating to me that you're looking up at the polished marble ceiling, I will tell you that as you watch as Felix and Ratora kneel down and insert this light, you watch as the light around them slightly dims, there is still obviously light that's going to make its way out. Again, akin to like a hooded lantern where it has the cone. Yeah, yeah based light and there is other light from you guys out in the area but as you're looking at the polished marble and you watch their light slightly fade away you watch as what looks like ethereal black smoky hands wrap around the waist of Felix and Ratora and then as the staff a second later do you still have the staff in? when I mean, Felix would recoil would you pull the staff out? probably when the staff returns, you watch as these hands just suddenly dissipate in a puff of smoke. But you would see that in the marble. Sorry, I want to let Paul continue what he yeah, was saying. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I said that before Paul finishes his thought. Yeah, I'll say what mm-hmm. I say after he finishes yep. his thought. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I was going to adjust just my clothing, kind of like dust myself off, because I would have like, kind of like lurched, lurched back. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Ratura, I guess, pulls out the staff, if there's any, if I'm able to see a piece of silver, I would try and uh, grab it with Mystic Hand and pull it out. Yeah, yeah, you're able to pull a piece of silver, and then... Yeah, so I would be looking up at the ceiling and, and say, uh, Dusty Rain ends. And then I would kind of look over at my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to full-blown slap him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> He's talking nonsense, and this has got to get cut out right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm going to attempt to push Vorst out of the way to get over to my friends. Sure, absolutely. You feel the... Yeah. As his hand connects with your cheek, 
and you go to move beyond him, I don't know whether or not you would attempt to I'm not him. moving. Yeah. yeah. I'm not uh, moving. I'll <laughs> ask you guys to make contested grapple checks. That's so funny. I don't care whether or not... Uh, I would permit Don to utilize athletics or acrobatics because in my eyes he would be the one trying yeah. to escape the grapple. But if you're attempting to hold him, it would be an athletics check. Well, uh, 10. 10? That's going to be a 19 plus 6. You ain't You're going, going nowhere, nowhere, buddy. So yeah, like, <laughs> Big you, <hook>. you lurch <laughs> forward to, like, to get yourself off the stool, and you just feel the large, muscular arms of Forrest wrap around your shoulders. Nice. With you suddenly moving, I would I would conceive that as you starting to, like, fall forward. Okay, so I would, sure. like, scoop you to mm-hmm. make sure you didn't sure, fall sure, sure. again. Mm-hmm. Forrest, we have to help them. Turn around. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah, you just see Felix and Retora, like, I would imagine beginning to slightly slide away from this hole. I see no danger. There were shadowy hands when the torch went in. The shadows here seem to play tricks. Would I have seen any of that? Mm. How is Balor behaving as this is going on? Balor's just staring at whoever is most proximate to this hole, just kind of grinning. So he's watching them and seems pleased. Mm-hmm. Are your eyes still drifting? Like, are you still That's looking around? You. Yeah. Or you have, you sure. have full and total sure. control over okay. you talking to okay. me. Like, uh, you're looking at me and talking I, I, I mean, I'm looking past you at them. Mm-hmm. If you're right in front of me, I'm constantly mm-hmm. trying to adjust to yeah. look past you. I would get in your yeah. line of sight and say that the shadows here seem to play tricks, and I'm going to towards Balor. Mm-hmm. They, they were hands. I'm sure they were, friend. Uh, Vorst? Yes? Could we perhaps borrow your sword for a moment? You have your own? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, your sword is obviously different from mine. Yes. Uh, we were... trying to see more inside the hole. And Balor seems to be quite interested. I wonder if your sword would illuminate anything more in the hole. Put Balor, your sword in the hole. Balor a hundred percent just takes his eyes from the individuals proximate to the hole and looks right over at Ethier. I see that you're quite a fan of Felfarted friend. Do you hear it? Do do I hear what? A beating of its heart. Please make an intelligence saving throw. <laughs> Two minus one. Damn it! Uh, Take those dice away. <laughs> Country rocks. We need I, a we need a dice jail. I will tell you that as he says, do you hear it? The beating of its heart. You don't hear what sounds like the traditional bum 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 bum. You hear instead echoing in what feels like the entire space around you. The cracking of thunder. Oh, God. <laughs> Some tinnitus. Just like the horrific sudden booms that fill your ears like thunder was crackling right at the edge of your head. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just be looking <laughs> yeah, You guys see as Balor says that and Ethier just impulsively covers <laughs> his ears. Oh, my God! <laughs> there it is! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a sneeze. <laughs> Warning! <laughs> ah! Yeah, but he says that, and you watch his ether just shake slightly and covers his ears. You still hear it in your head. 
even as your ears are covered. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just like kind of <laughs> tuck into a ball a little bit and uh-huh. just kind of. Uh, that is enough. You will so, leave him alone. I'm not doing anything to your friend. He's simply enjoying all that Felfarben has to offer. Morse, you should there's, put your sword in that hole. There's no fun here. That may be so, but he is not very fun. He does not seem to be enjoying it. Aren't you you enjoying it? If he's enjoying the hole that much, you should introduce him to it. Don't think so. I think we should continue on. Balor, why are you so interested in this hole? I'm not interested in it. You're smiling at those getting close to it. Elfarthen is known for its tricks. What trick is this? The Great Hall was home to many magicians sure. who would perform to entertain the guests that made their way through the thoroughfare. Uh-huh. You simply found a table where one of the illusionists sat and was paid for his proclivities and glorious silver. Why is- simply like some of the silver. You would like some of the silver. Why? Unpowdered silver is very valuable. What use would you have for material objects? Still able to do things. Are you? I dabbled in illusion myself as a hobby. You don't say. I do love a good trick. Hmm. What is this trick here? They utilize the alcove and manipulate the shadows on the wall to play tricks with the people who stare at it. Again, magicians are fantastic at making you look one way and doing something in another. What are they doing while your attention is misdirected? Silver. He was not paid in <laughs> My pass! Oh, my pass! <laughs> I literally was just thinking about that uh-huh. like 30 minutes ago. Uh huh. I'm gonna just be kind of rocking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And thunder. Yeah. Thunder. Why does Ethier hear thunder? The mountain speaks. He hears the heart that beats at the gates of Felfarthen. I'm gonna start repeating his words. Yeah. <laughs> You said the uh-huh. the rubble collapsed here, mm-hmm. and there was a hole in the ceiling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, along the back of the alcove, yeah, at the height of the ceiling. It looks Is... like the ceilings inside of the alcoves are drastically lower, like okay. only about 40 to 45 feet compared to the height of the ceiling of the Great Hall itself. Is there enough rubble here to feasibly climb to the hole in the ceiling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start climbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why would so, you add another on, on. problem? Hold on, please, just one crisis at a time. Hold on, give me a second here. So, I recoil out, I observe the silver, I mm-hmm. hear Wisp them talking. Yep. What is Ratora doing? Is she still near me, or is she moved? Ratora would be near you at the beginning of this conversation, and then she would look up at the hole at the alcove with her quarterstaff that would be illuminated by the dim light at the edge of it, 
and move towards the rubble and probably place a single hand on a stone and look like she's beginning to ascend. I feel like a damn babysitter. <laughs> Dude, this part He's cool. over here mumbling and scooching around. He's asking me a bunch of questions. Hey, get down off of that! Stop climbing! <laughs> so, as, as she goes to ascend, yes. I'll uh, tell him tell her I'll lift the, the torch up to move with her as she climbs, despite her having light. Uh-huh. So I'll try and move it with her um, just to kind of give additional light. Sure. Uh, so, in terms of visualization, if the alcove is 20 feet backwards, mm-hmm. the ceiling is about 40 feet, and the whole... Okay, so I would walk with her then. You would have to slightly ascend some of the rubble... To be able to give yourself... How how far out can your mystic hand thing go? Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet? Yeah, then you're okay. You would be literally, like, right at the edge of the rubble, holding it out towards the back of the alcove, slightly up. That would be within your reach to be able to give her light as she begins climbing. All right. <laughs> this is going to be a wonderful litany of events that are going to simultaneously happen, and I'm very excited. <laughs> You watch as Rhetora begins to ascend. We hear the whispers of Ether as he begins to repeat the words of Balor of Thunder. God damn it. The gates, the heart of Felfarthen. <laughs> Rhetora places a second hand as she starts to climb up the rubble. Felix sends his mystic hand slightly outwards with the torch to illuminate the area above at the brimming opening for where this is. Uh, I will tell you that as your torch reaches out and you still are holding your quarterstaff, you take your second, like, arm against the rocks, elevate yourself and put pressure, holding your quarterstaff tightly to your body. You in front of you watch Felix's torch sliding out, slightly elevating, and as it approaches the back of the wall... You can see that very swiftly from the opening of the alcove, out extending from the dim light, a pair of massive, like, six fucking, like, feet black hands. Oh my god. Just... Wait, six feet here to here? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes, just out of the entirety of the opening, like, you see the extending portion of forearm to what looks like extending down Mm -hmm. and just rips the light from the torch doesn't remove the torch you just see the black shadowy fingers interlock around the wick and rip the fire from it and the torch goes out and you see it sizzle and pop how big was the giant's hand Six fucking or the, or the Edel, Edelstein. Edelstein, yeah. Yeah, Edelstein's hand would be about approximately comparable size. Uh huh. And you watch the torch just. The I'm assuming I don't see this. You do as well. Her, I do. Staff, okay. your staff would still be lit, right? Her staff mm-hmm. is still lit. It's not trying to go after that. Didn't do anything to the staff. The staff is still by her at the edge of the rubble. I'm a, I'm further away than the, the torch was. The torch yeah, was the a lot torch like was it. reaching the edge of the alcove, and something <laughs> sucked that shit right out. Ethier <laughs> says, "Thunder, thunder." It seems there were not just dwarves <laughs> here. Oh, there are many giants 
that assisted us in our work here in Felfarthen, great creatures of the elements. We honored them. And the giants still linger here. You still hear the cracks of thunder. Thunder. Into Retora's mind, I'll say, you can get back, get back. You're stopped on the rock right now. I'll climb back down. Mm-hmm. I'll pull my back torch there. back. Yeah, you pull your extinguished torch back towards your body. Um, Felix, do you want to try that again, but with light this time? I don't think you should put out your light. Oh, no. Of course I, you should I don't try. want to a- antagonize it. Everything in Falfarthen is so hungry. Hungry. I don't mind removing light from my shield. No. To... <laughs> to see what happens. I'm going to speak into Ether's mind. Mm-hmm. Ether. Yes. Are you alright? I do not know. I'm going to tell you that when you establish a telekinetic link, his voice sounds distant, and you hear the echoes of thunder in his mind. <laughs> sure. Yep. I, I do not know. There is something messing with your head. Yes. You should come back. Stay present here. Despite the noise. I am trying. It is so loud. Remember what is real. Your friends are right here in front of you. The mountain is also real. I understand that. The mountain is in your head. Not in front of your eyes. We are inside of the mountain. It is talking to you like I am. I know. Clouding your perception? Yes. We need to carry on. Okay. We cannot carry on if you do not come back. I will try. Don, please make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that is a 22. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'll tell you that as Yalom Lo rescinds the telekinetic connection to you, it feels like the thunder begins to fade as he also dissipates from you. Your mind begins to return to a different sense of clarity as the thunder starts to silence around you. But swiftly there is this strange sensation of striking lightning in front of your eyes and a brilliant flash. And as you blink, what feels like a flash of a moment, you see this tall, long, slender face 
height to bottom, it feels as though you're standing up above a ledge, looking down into a cosmic dark. And amidst that dark, there is only this face. A withered, pale bluish gray, with what looks like swirls of black around the cheeks, around the sockets of the eyes, extending inwards, almost tracing the patterns of the bones, the features of the face, the mouth open and extended downwards, fully in a gasp, the eye sockets vacant and empty, no eyes, simply hollow, but you see the still flesh intact of this massive nine-foot strangely welcoming creature with slicked-back silver hair. And you look as the lightning flashes and the darkness rescinds from your eyes and you see your friends standing around you. Nesgrim, you should not put out your shield. These things like the darkness. Sure. Ether look more present. Mm-hmm. Out loud. Welcome back. Thank you. Vors. Just gonna pat Vorst on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. We'll do that again. I will try not to. But the mountain is so welcoming. Perhaps it will be more welcoming. Further below. Oh, you've seen him? Yes. Yes. Who? The heart of Felfarthen. Does this heart have a name? Oh, yes. Do he you? is Felfarthen. That is the name. Yes. Have you seen this yourself? Oh, yes. Down in the library, there are beautiful paintings of him to celebrate all the wonderful things he did for our city as he forged us from its clay. I would love to see these paintings. They are. And he is simply our father, forging us from stone and crystal. And so many things like us, like your friend. He's going to point at Felix. Well, he doesn't have a hand, but his eyes dart over and he gestures with his side of his head. You. Uh-huh. Will you not take us to these paintings? To this library? Take you to the library. It would be my honor to share our history with you. It would be an honor to have your history shared with us. Oh, yes. Elfarthen still beats. Oh, it did. Of course, we will need to keep our sanity if we are to make it to your library. Unfortunately, I cannot halt the effects of the city. 
Might you steer us clear from such tricks, if you are aware of them. Oh, yes. It would be greatly appreciated. I will avoid the tricks, then. Perhaps the there is something such as the silver that you spoke of that we might gather for you. I would very much like the silver there. What would we get in return? I'm going to pull out the silver that I collected off the floor. Sure. Is this sufficient? Oh, yes. That is a satisfactory payment. Are you able to carry it yourself? Oh. Or should I bring it somewhere for you? No, I can carry it. I'm going to pass it toward this head. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you have this pile of coins in your hand, he watches his head just slightly extends out from the moon touch sword and disappears from your sight as it breaks away from the moon touch sword and you see this strange shadowy smoke surround Yalomlo's hand you feel the sliding as the metal just leaves your palm and the coins are gone a second or two passes and Balor's head returns back to the moon touch sword and you can see that as it returns towards you, you see the height of his torso beginning to come into frame. Ah, uh, a beautiful uh, payment, thank you. No more tricks, I promise. Shall we continue then? Yes. I think um, we should... I'm going to need to, while this is happening, relight my torch if I'm able to. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who does not have a source of light? <laughs> The person that needs it. I know. Uh, <laughs> I think we all need. I technically. No, the person do, that genuinely needs it. I know you need it to see, but. Yeah. I will ask you to please forgive me, though. For what? Well, there was one final trick of this room. I did not know. Well. That it would be so close. I'm ready. I don't know what for, <laughs> I'm but I'm ready. Fucking ready. Forgive me for not being as truthful as I could have been. You see, Behirs are more known for their silence. But... I'm sorry, the what is more known for their silence? Oh no. The here. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. Oh no! I, I, I didn't. I, no, I yes. didn't hear you again. Yeah, the bat here. The bat here. Okay. The rat centipede. Be the ratatouille. Uh huh. B e h i r. Correct. Do you know where it is? It loves the mead and the spiders that live in the great hall. Hmm. <laughs> Look up at the hole. Yeah, no, you look up towards the hole. It doesn't look like it's a great size for it. <laughs> I'm gonna spend the second alcove of darkness at the end of the hallway. Uh-huh. Are you gonna move towards the alcove? I'm gonna hold my sword out to dimly lit the rest of it. You would have to move forward to be able to do such a thing. Yeah, go ahead. Move me about 10, 15 feet. After hearing him say, 
Uh -huh. It loves the meat and the spiders. Uh huh. <sighs> Is my strength still reduced, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I would, yeah. uh. Oh, no. Yeah. I would channel divinity on my sword. Okay. And make it, it'll admit bright and dim 2020. Mm hmm. And then I would turn off my shield. So it's just my sword that's lit, so I can use that as my flashlight. Okay. You begin to walk towards just the gonna alcove. Can you like spin and sigh and hold my sword up to see out in front of me and pull my shield up mm -hmm. as I'm walking. That's where he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say that you're able to illuminate at an angle to be able to see that there is a large stack of boxes towards the close corner of the turn of that alcove. About 12 <laughs> feet in height. A variety of still intact, covered in cobweb boxes. Around the edges of the boxes on the floor, you can see that there are fragments of the bodies of spiders, stainings of what looks like the broken carapace of its body. And I would say that you're able to illuminate that good angle to be able to see a stack of dusty wood and a pillar. I would be walking to keep the edge of my bright on Vorst's back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a deep old whiff as I'm... Yeah, as you move forward, you can make a perception check with advantage, as always. With a good old oh, roll you check. bastard! <laughs> it rolled from a 20 to a 2 on the 1. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a 10. A 10? Yeah, I will say that the... The odor of the mead and the fungus is pretty potent, mostly obscuring your sensation of smell. I will tell you that you do get the distinguishing odor of obviously you're seeing the carapace of a spider. You get that. The smell. The spider goo smell again? Yes. I will tell you as well, you would get the odor of what feels like or just a brief burnt hair or fur, like scorched. If you were to ever accidentally catch with a lighter a small area of DJ. <laughs> <laughs> or Glenn. <laughs> that intense... Has this happened? Oh yeah, we've never told you that. Terrible story. odor of burnt hair or fur. How he lost the teeth. Mm -hmm. okay. Uh huh. That and also he lit my beard on fire in a bar. Mm -hmm. You know. I do not know if you would like to continue to move forward. I will tell you that the ceilings in the alcove, are the same as the other ceilings, are about forty feet. For what you're able to see for your illumination and your dark vision as it stretches out from you. Yeah, go ahead and move me up another 10 feet. And I'm going to kind of like look group? at the boxes. Yeah, as he moves forward, I'm going to move yeah. up to Ether. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look around the boxes and up. Can you put me 20 behind him, too? Probably about there, right? Mm -hmm. 20. I'll be coming up 
behind. I'm sure Felix would as well. No, Felix is gonna hang out with the giant hands, right? Where do you want to be at, Felix? <laughs> he he ran. Oh, he's not here. He's gone. All right. Well, then he's next to me. <laughs> he's in the loving embrace of the giant hands. You move forward and you kind of <laughs> extend your moon touch sword out once more, holding it aloft, trying to give yourself a perspective of what is behind these boxes. And as you do, you see this long, curved creature adorning the majority of the back of the wall, about 10 feet in height, curled up towards the ceiling. Does absolutely look the length of what would be a thing that would have made marks on the ceilings and walls for you. And we are going to roll initiative. We can't even try to be a friend. <laughs> You can try. It could be a friend. Inside of initiative order. Oh, no. Absolutely. It's too I dangerous to do it then. You, you <gasps> don't have the right to talk to the thing. Roll an initiative, Paul. Oh, I heard. Gosh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go vape real quick. And I will ask you in the corner by where those piles of timber right. are. Right you here. can remove the piles of timber so this way it can occupy that space. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is on the walls. There. <laughs> uh, fifteen. Cool. May I? May I give you my numbers? Give me one second. That's enormous. Oh fuck that thing! I'm pretty sure it's actually just huge. <laughs> nice. Yes. DJ's a fifteen. Sarah, what are you? Twenty-two with a natural twenty. Very good. Glenn. Ten. Paul. Nineteen. Lawrence. Four. Very oh, good. no. Donnie boy? 22 with an 18. So it'll be Sarah first. I don't know if I want to go first. You don't have to. If you just want to... You said you wanted to talk. <laughs> You're running out. Come on, little baby! <laughs> You're so cute! <laughs> Come get some scratches! It's a big friend. I'm going to turn on the lights, friends. Watch your eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So we've got... Thinks you're a bitch ghost me. dwarves <laughs> and ghost giants on this side. Right. Mm-hmm. Got this thing mm-hmm. over here. Uh, and we've got... Paul's gone. Again. He's vanished. That's fine. I'll just do mine preemptively because he and I are going to need to roll off. Hmm. Just combat music. We haven't combat in so long. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It'll be fine. I'll be right back. I'll always here to keep you safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, he definitely didn't lead us right to it. All of this to save a hand. <laughs> I, heard, I heard roll off? Roll uh, off? Yeah, you and I tied on initiative count, so could you do a flat roll? I am a nine. Seven. Damn. You said flat, right? Yes, flat roll. Okay. Yeah. The Ratterpillar. <laughs> Sarah, me, Paul. Ooh.
would it have made a noise as soon as we locked eyes? Uh, <laughs> no, actually. Ooh! Something like that? It says hello. Oh my! <laughs> hello. No, if I would have cleaned up if I would have known as, I had company. If your, like, you know, the dim light of the moon touch sword would kind of give it some sense that there is ambient light in its area, it would have, while it was on the wall, kind of angled upwards, you would have just seen the enormous long neck, kind of almost like an anaconda, curl back up and look downwards at you from more on the height of the ceiling, as though it was going to... Oh, great. <laughs> posturing. Yes, it's posturing for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will say that as a justification for why we know we are rolling initiative, I would say that you guys would have heard a thing and you would have definitively seen forced kind of recoil in horror. Yep. And, Don, you lead us off. Wasn't your... Sarah first? All right. Sarah's mm-hmm. first. You did roll the nat 20, so yeah, Sarah's first. I forgot she nat 20 You guys just had the same value. I yep. haven't seen this thing yet. Uh-huh. Um. Mm-hmm. Did Felix wind up lighting his torch? Yeah, I would say that enough time had passed for okay. Felix to be able to light his torch. Then I'm going to... It's fine, Sarah. Does it? I don't know. Okay, I guess I'm going to run over to where Vorst is. Uh Uh-huh. So, I don't... Mm -hmm. That's 25. 25? Mm Mm-hmm. I can see it at this point, right? Yeah, you can see it's in dim light on the back of the wall, because it's 20 bright. Yeah. It's literally just outside of the bright mm-hmm. light. Does it look like it's reacted to us? Yes, it's posturing like a fucking anaconda where it's reared its long neck back and it's angled up off the height of the ceiling and is staring directly at Borst. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm. Got that camera angle, though. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh my god. I have no clue what to do. <laughs> <laughs> From that camera angle, it looks like her hand's on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> Forced. <laughs> Good <Fuck>. god. <laughs> A friend. Forced, be careful. They hope we are the giant friend of the together. Oh. You know, when I move one, I move both. Yes. That is very good. Yeah, his claw got stuck on the wing. <laughs> Come on, Reardon. <laughs> Um, yeah, Rita is low-key a hero for combat, which is great. <laughs> He's got his hand on your shoulder. Come on, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear there's things going down up ahead. <laughs> I love you. What? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw you. Really gonna need that meat after this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, I could do something real stupid. Do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Can't spell mead without me and you. It's a what? Can't spell mead without me and a D. Mm. <laughs> no. There it is. That's a prophecy if I've ever heard one. Uh-huh. 
Oh, come on. That was such a good one. That's that's our, actually that's our brand score. Just <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> you <sense>. see that? <laughs> How? You said there's, like, spider remnants over yeah. here? How? Yeah. Big or the spider remnants. Uh, I would say that it would be what would look like the the leg slash fragments of the carapace. Uh, I would say that the spiders would look like they would probably be about four to five feet uh, so, for the total of the like enormity of it. So real fucking big, big spider legs, big spider torsos. Bigger than kinda... that of a giant spider. Uh huh. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. Who mm-hmm. <laughs> appetizer? Mm-hmm. Damn it still an option, but we need a giant octopus. It doesn't work for non-mods. <gasps> Where is... Hurt. Mm. Oof. Mm. True colors. <laughs> mm. Mm. We're gonna go with the classic. We're gonna wrinkle our paper. Mm? It's messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't do that just now. We're gonna wild shape. Mm-hmm. A brown bear. Very good. It'll be a white brown bear. Very good. <laughs> as, oh. as it is. Uh-huh. Shit. But a brown bear nonetheless. Very good. So just. Just right behind Forrest. Yeah. Don, can you grab that for her? <laughs> oh no, it's now. smoky. Uh, that was 20 feet. 25. 25. Can you so, put me one more over? Yeah. And. I'm going to dance. You can't ready a multi-attack, mm-hmm. right? Can you zoom out? Slightly? You ready an attack action? Just slightly. Okay. And I would say that it's fine. I'm going to ready my You're attack. able to get extra attack. It doesn't seem like it would make sense for you to not also as well get multi-attack mm-hmm. if um, you're ready yeah. an attack action. I'm going to mm-hmm. stand there and ready my... Mm-hmm. <laughs> posture at it. <laughs> <laughs> Ready my attack action. Very good. That's your turn. Yes. <laughs> Donnie boy. Ooh. Ooh, you glorious, glorious man. 15, 20. Get right yes. there. Good, Don. Just bust her up. Even better. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ease yourself close. against the wall. Uh, okay. Um... Alright. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Uh-huh. I can do that, like, in the air, right? Because yeah. that it is... We said that it's, like, on the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and put my Spectral Bone Club next to it and attempt to... You make your attack roll, buddy. Smack it. Uh, that's a 19 on the die. Yeah, nice. 19's gonna hit. Absolutely. And a roll burnout for your spiritual weapon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do with a D10. Uh huh. Mm. You don't have to roll burnout Two for good. like a uh, race feature. No, nope. class, feature. class features. No, you do not. Uh, that is seven plus five, twelve points of damage. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, I will give you this uh, beautiful 
horrifying hand that I had back oh, here for no reason good. whatsoever. Swat. <laughs> and we'll say that, uh... <laughs> Tommy touch him. He's <laughs> a good boy. You rub his belly. <laughs> you make it friends. Uh-huh. Yeah, you absolutely conjure uh, the, the ethereal, spiritual-looking bone great club and smack this thing into the chest and it lets out a horrific high-pitched screech like a... Oh. Mm. Yeah. That's your bonus action. Yep. Uh, and with my action, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Very good. And attempt to hit it. Absolutely. Uh, probably not. That's a 14. A 14? No, and roll your burnout die. Six, so okay. we don't burn out. You're very good. Yeah, your Guiding Bolt, again, amidst this darkness, he's slightly behind the storage boxes and things like that. You unleash this uh, radiant light out from your palm uh, towards this creature as it slithers along the walls. And you watch as your guiding bolt passes, you see as it illuminates and it is curled in such a way that your bolt, despite the enormous, enormous size and stature and width, strikes in an area kind of between the curls sure, yeah. of it and strikes against the back wall, leaving a, a bright, beautiful scorch mark of radiant light. Lovely. Uh, yeah, that's me. Fantastic. Uh, next up is our good boy, Reirda. Uh, and Reirda's got a full 30 feet of movement as well. And Reirda's just gonna, I'm fucking tank, boys! <laughs> he can get a, he can get five feet away from it, from the base. Sure. With his 30 feet. Uh. Actually, hold on. No, he can get to it, sure. if I actually path correctly. Sure. You can get in there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and Reirda is a fucking... Come on, Reirda. Oh, yeah, no, he's a fucking madman. So you watch as Reirda gets close, and despite his emaciated form, as he looks up at this thing on the wall and realizes what a <laughs> challenge this is, you see the fur kind of, like, crackle around the edges of his skin. Uh -oh. The spines begin to, like, protrude outward a little longer. His hair goes, like, very Blanca-esque where it, like, it, in an excited fashion, like, kind of coils around and spikes out around his back. And you just see the horns on the side of his head begin to elongate. And he just goes, all right, boys, let's do this one. <laughs> and he's going to rage. <laughs> and you just watch as he just rips this battle axe off his back, incredibly excited, and just, fuck yeah! <laughs> Weird, it's cool. yes. Oh, yeah, he's going to reckless. <laughs> Because he's a fucking savage. Uh, Both net ones. Oh, shit. Nope, no. Dual net 20s. No, Reardon is a solid 22 to hit, though, so Reardon's going to get in here for some glorious, enormous battle axe damage. Uh, six, eight. Hell yeah, Reardon. So, uh... Yeah, as he slashes this back, like, battle axe up at this thing, he catches along the lower portion of the tail by the legs, because, again, it's on the wall. He catches it around, and as he does, uh, you see that off of him, these light, small figures of wolves and dogs kind of cascade out from the areas of his body, just like natural, ethereal, spiritual figments of energy that now latch onto this fucking thing. 
and begin to attempt to like pull at it. Uh, Ancestral protection. That's so cool. Oh yeah, he he channels the spirit of his people and his That's weapons. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, that is his bonus action and his singular attack. So you watch as just this, you know, reddish-black tar-like blood splashes against the back wall, the silhouette of Rirda and all these spirits cascading out from him, attaching onto the bed here. Uh, and that's Rirda's turn. Go, Rirda. Uh-huh. Uh, and now it's me. <laughs> and I am immediately pissed. <laughs> Naturally. Immediately pissed. Uh, Thank you, Luna. <laughs> yeah, I I'm a hundred percent. Just this thing screeches once more as the battle axe strikes through the lower portion of its body, unfurls this like strange guttural noise of, and you watch as the entirety of like its neck as though something inside of it engorges, and elevates through its neck, Uh-oh. catches in the back of its mouth, and you watch as this wide jaw just kind of almost unhinges. You know how snakes have, like, the second? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It opens, and you see this horrifically crackling energy of lightning. Oh, no. Breathe out from this thing. So I am going to, uh... Yeah, I got a solid... 30-foot line, I'm gonna catch Rirda and uh, Sarah, because it's only 5 feet wide and Ether is strategically yeah. positioned behind Force, so this is gonna go right the fuck yeah. next to you. <laughs> are, are these crates gonna explode, these barrels next to me? Yes. Lead, I'm guessing? Yes. It's gonna singe the side of your head. Uh, can you make a deck save, please? <laughs> the thunder! The thunder! And Rirda can see this. Oh Danger sense. Uh-oh. Okay. Reardon, my boy! I can finally play an NPC! I just need to be a drunk fucking monster. I love him. Well, John. Right? Sarah, what'd you get? <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, hey, no. not a one. Not a one. Not a one. Not a one. gets ready to jump and just... Uh. <laughs> yep, it's a two. That's Jesus Christ! Oh, what are you talking about, DJ? Uh, it's not split damage. Sarah, you take 23 points of lightning oh! damage. That's fine. Uh, Rearda is halved. So Rearda takes job, 11. You said 23? 23. Uh, and fine. Sarah, I will say that as this lightning envelops your body and you watch as all the fur floofs <laughs> on this big fucking bear <laughs> and just the like crackling lightning singes behind it strikes the wall, it fucking decimates all those barrels. Like, the barrels that are in that line are just fucking splattered. Whatever was there that was wooden is completely fucking disintegrated into ash. (laughs) Ash, like, very much things that you've seen that have been turned to ash so far in this area. Sarah, uh, as a consequence of failing the saving throw, you are dazed. You cannot utilize your reaction until the beginning of your next turn. Darn. Your reaction will now renew. Mm-hmm. Uh, rare to pass the save, so rare to is fine on that. Uh, but that is my turn. Just this overwhelming guttural breakage out from this thing, as though there is an energy inside of this creature that it cannot fully control. 
that is my turn, and we go to Paul. Great. All right. So I see uh, crackling lightning. Yeah, my friends. Yeah, you want like it's a hundred percent just out of fucking nowhere around this alcove. Just retort. Just (laughs) as a screech, screech, lightning. Yes. Um, I will change my focus. Mastery of weather Uh for sure. Uh huh. And I have 35 feet of movement. Can I get behind uh, Vorst and Retora? Uh, maybe like a five-foot separation behind, and then I'm able to see this creature. That's 25 right there? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's got two yeah. more spaces he could move? Yep. Can you see where you're at there? Yes, yeah, that looks good as long as I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're able to see it again. It's in dim light still. It's the only mm-hmm. thing I'm going to say. Um, and would you mind describing to me uh, what the creature looks like? Uh, yeah, um, it is a about 22-foot-long ratipede, where, again, <laughs> ten legs curled up along the wall, ascending the wall in what looks like probably an S, or maybe a continuation of an S shape, because uh, it's kind and of... it's got fur? Uh, yeah, it has slight little pieces of fur, and I will say it's in dim light still, so you can't really make out too much of its distinguishing it's not focus. features. It's not focus. Uh, but yeah, it's got horrifying curled horns around its head that would be visible, and you would see that it's got, you know, a, a, a pair of fucking, or two pairs of fucking big, long, clawy hands up along the oh. height of its body, and a big fucking wide open mouth still sizzling and crackling with lightning. As for, like, the head and mouth, uh-huh. you said there's patches of fur. What's there where there isn't fur? Is it skin? Scale? Uh, it would look like scale. Look like scale. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, give me a second here. Just give it a hug, Paul. <laughs> Absolutely not. Really You're on. Unit. You said you switched and, your um, elemental our, focus. Our, boons, our it, boons are still active. Correct? correct, yeah. It has not been more than an hour. He did say switch yeah, his I'm focus gonna, to I'm going to expend three side points and side blast him. Sure. Psionic blast, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Well, this just hits. Mm-hmm. And oh, nine plus. Oh, that's horrible. Eleven psychic damage. Eleven psychic damage. Yeah, rolled an eight, a one, and a two. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you channel I the... have to roll burnout, I'm yeah. assuming. Correct. And it's a d10. It's a d10. Yep. <laughs> Oh boy. Three. (laughs) Yeah. You see this creature on the heights of the wall and you recognize the obvious immediate threat of enormous danger that this thing represents and concentrate, establishing a psychic brief link as you attempt to burst its fucking brain out of its skull. You watch as this thing kind of shatters, the lightning out of its mouth dissipates, it kind of singes and crackles as it wraps around its teeth, and it just shakes and once more screeches. Okay, anything else on your turn, sir? I will conclude my turn. Very good. DJ, it's now your turn. <laughs> so I saw Rear to run in. Yeah! And heard him, oh, fuck yeah! And he's excited to fight this thing. Mm hmm. I'm going right up next to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right up next to Reardon if I can. He had 30. I should be able to get there. 30 puts you directly next to him. Mm-hmm. 
within striking range of the Bahir? You're within five. Beautiful. Uh, and then I'm going to Booming Blade it. Very good. Make your attack roll. Sure. Mm-hmm. Please, thunder me. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, so that's going to be... And I have plus four from the channel Divinity. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a 22 to hit. 22 will hit. I don't know if I should be excited that it hit. Probably not. It's also one-handed, because... Yeah, you have your shield out. And do I add that to damage as well? Oh, the devotion? Uh, yeah. No, it's just attack rolls. Mm -hmm. Cool. Alright, so that's going to be a total of six slashing damage from the sword. Mm -hmm. And then Booming Blade is, if it moves, it takes... 1d8 thunder damage, if it willingly moves. Mm -hmm. and that's going to be my action. Mm -hmm. Bonus action. <laughs> Bonus. Hellwolf. Bonus action. <laughs> Fight me. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I'm going to do a quick retcon real quick. Can I take my bonus action before I would have acted? What would it be? It was going to be Divine Favor. To do the Radiant damage? It adds 1d4 Radiant, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Roll your brain, I'll die. D10, right? Yeah. Five. <laughs> cool. Roll your d4 like for your that. Radiant damage. <gasps> no, we're good. good. Son of a bitch! One? It's another two. Two? I mean, hey, it's more damage. Four, it's pretty. It's yeah, average. It's average, DJ. So yeah, no, you watch as Nesgrim steps forward, right next to his now best friend and lover. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yeah, buddy! I'm just leaning into it. <laughs> me and a D. Yeah. <laughs> me boys. Yeah, me you, boys. Me man. You 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 all would <laughs> see man. that um, you know Nesgrim himself kind of bathes his blade. In a kind of cascading, like, swirling effect of a radiant white light and a, a lingering pale blue as you do divine favor and then booming blade and strike this thing. As your sword slashes into one of the areas by, like, the legs, kind of coming down over it, you watch as the white light connects and radiates out, striking into the area in which your, your sword has struck purchase and slashed through. And you watch as the blue light kind of radiates around the, the central area of the wound. Anything else on your turn? Mm, nope. That's it. Bonus, bonus action. <laughs> bonus action. So bonus. has it since, like, come down after getting drug off the wall? Uh, it or hasn't it been still drug like, off the wall. Or it's, is it still, like, tail down? It's still tail down, back. kind of, like, angled down around. I'm permitting people to hit because, like, it occupies such a grand space and is so far out from the wall because it's a thick boy that, like, you guys are... Oh, God! <laughs> I hate this thing, but I want it to be my friend. Roughly how far from the floor is, like, the head and neck area? The head? Uh, the head would be, like, 15 to 20 feet. I would say it would be very difficult for you to catch the head. With a melee attack, obviously, if you have spells at your access, you'll be uh, much better. <laughs> like, aiming for the head. How does this work? When, uh, hold on. Um, there it is. So that would be... Three plus strength mod. Seven. How tall are the crates? 
the crates are, I'll say, five foot increments. So there was a third one, so it would be a five and then five a ten. Five foot, ten foot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're fine. I put them there for a reason, yeah. so this way, genuinely, if somebody wanted yeah, no, to do something I'm, uh, like I'm, this, I'm I wanted to I'm bolting up the crates, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to leap off the top crate and sort into the throat to hang on. Sure, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Sweet. You're able to 5, 10, jump. Yeah, yeah 5, 10, it'd be 20, like 20 to get up to here. Yeah, and then you can long <gasps> jump because you've moved at least 10 feet. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, you make your attack roll. All right. Are our buffs still active from before, from the blessings? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, what did I have again? I'm fucking know. that's your I think I had blessed. <laughs> I forgot about that. I gave you a buff. I am blessed. That's fine, I hit anyway, doesn't matter. Correct. Reard is also blessed. Twelve's not gonna hit, is it? A twelve will not hit, no. Yeah, I will say that you ascend these boxes very quickly like a big fucking leaping stomp on one box jump up one stomp on second box, you leap down towards this thing and you try to plunge your fucking sword into this thing's neck. It curves around you as your blade cracks against the fucking stone. Your arm reverberates and you land in... I'm going to say you're going to land at the ground in that corner, really fucking tight quarter yeah. in those boxes. Yeah. Back so here. other people are not going to be able to see you. Yes. <laughs> um... I'm going to go ahead and pop my bonus action to, uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to shift. Bonus sure. action. So, yeah, I'm about to get, like, real, real angry dog. Real feral. Yeah. Two of them. Mm -hmm. Two angry dogs. Uh-huh. Um. Anything else for you, sir? Yeah. I am actually going to. <laughs> real angry dog, Will Feral. <laughs> I'm going to also action surge. Sure. And that's a full action on an action surge, right? It's not a uh, not a second bonus action. Correct, just, just the action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna take another swing at him. Absolutely, make another attack roll at him. Can you take action surge after a bonus action? Yeah, mm -hmm. at any point. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. And then you get extra. Oh no, you don't have to. Yeah, we're not at five yet, but yeah, no, you're fully permitted to take action surge whenever in your turn that you would like. Nineteen. Nineteen will strike. Yeah. Fighter's a hell of a class. Mm hmm. It's a good time. Mm hmm. Bam, 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 bam! <laughs> Just into a <laughs> So many times Grimdar did that. Mm -hmm. I love it. I landed next to him by a leg, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna hack into his hip with, absolutely. A, with nine points of damage. Nine slashing? Yeah, absolutely. You land, you realize that your first sword strike did not make it as you felt it strike against the stone behind it. You land, come to your feet in a flurry of fucking primal rage. Reared is right here by you, and this is your first fight in a fucking while together. You shift, your teeth elongate, your hair stands up at the back. Reared out the corner of his eyes is just like, that's my fucking boy. <laughs> and you just, oh god, buddy, we're doing it! And you slash in his fucking hip. And you, we'll say you'll go in a diagonal area, so you'll catch right at like the haunch above where the leg would connect across one of its hips. Yeah. Uh, blood just splatters into that corner of the fucking room, and it lets out another piercing, loud ring. I'm gonna scream back at it. Yeah, it's my yeah. I you fucking roar in its face as it <laughs> screeches, and this is a wonderful alcove of fuckery. Uh, Lawrence, to you, sir. Uh, move forward. Can I see that boy from there? 
Uh, yeah, you can see it over the one box, because the first box is only five feet in height, and it is like eight to ten feet all along the walls, so you're able to get a good visual. Uh, I already had the sword out mm -hmm. from before, mm -hmm. um, but the uh, the runes on it are going to glow blue. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the uh, the old Hexblade's curse on a boy. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to... What a surprise. Reach a hand out and... Uh, Touch fast? Yeah, there's going to be some, like, frosty, foggy energy, and then it's mm -hmm. going to, like, mm. go toward Propel it. Propel itself forward. It's going to be an 18 to hit. 18 will strike. Um, burnout because of the thing. Roll the 9. And then damage is... Fifteen. Fifteen? Absolutely. All force? Yeah. This chilling fog-like substance forms out of Yalomlo's hands. It's got kind of like a, a spiritual central point of embodiment, and it just radiates out as he extends his Spider-Man style hand. A little bit more horizontally, not not to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Make eye contact with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You watch as this force energy strikes it in the the upper portion of the torso, below the like conical area where the neck kind of connects to the body. It just reels back and just screeches once more, and looks real fucking angry. <laughs> just the eyes just narrow at all of you. And I'm gonna. Scoop myself over here to finish my turn out. Sure, absolutely. Uh, that is Lawrence. We're going to go back to the top of the order with Sarah. So is this thing still up on the wall? Yes. Yeah, there like is, I said, when you're, if you're within five feet of it, you're able to reach. It is so thick, it's oh. coming out like six feet off the wall. Oh. Yeah. It's a big fucking thing. You could get in there if you want I to. have climbing speed. Yeah, you're a bear. I'm a bear. Yeah. So I get on that pole and fucking leap over and just fucking rake its face? As a bear. As a bear. Can get I... the fucking claws in there. Am Grr. I able to jump on it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like cool yeah. shit. I'm yeah. all about cool shit. Yep. I, I want to knock this thing off the wall. Sure. Yo. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, two fucking bear hands together... Bam! <laughs> uh, I will let you do that mm -hmm. at the cost of utilizing both effects of your multi-attack. Okay, yeah. To try to get it off of the thing. <laughs> I'll permit a single instancing of damage the and then the knocking off. <laughs> so it's effectively shoving to yeah. try to get it off, even though, like, it's an enormous fucking creature. Mm -hmm. oh, uh, it's the roll so to hit and then the roll to hit to pull it down, basically. Uh, I'm going to make it uh, one yeah, consequential one roll and do it simultaneously, because I think that that's fucking cool. Strength as the... Uh, it's still an attack roll. still an attack roll. Yes, yeah. She pulls two goblins so. out of her pockets and slaps them together and pours them uh, on her face and then jumps off. Oh my god, and the bear has bark skin, Sarah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so glad I gave you bark skin. Bark bear. Bark bear. I think bear. super help against the... Uh, yeah. With the with the dex check, but mm, sorry. Um, <laughs> so why? So my attacks are plus five. What is that from? It's your strength mod and your proficiency bonus. Okay. So it'll still be a plus it'll five on your head. So if this strikes, you're gonna knock it down and you're gonna deal your damage. Thirteen. Thirteen will not hit. Damn. Uh, I will say that since you're gonna miss with the clapped hands. Mm -hmm. uh, What's your damage die? It's 2d6? 
for the claws, yeah. it's 2d6 plus 4. Sure, I'll permit you a d6, because, like, you're going to strike this mm-hmm. thing. You're just not going to drag it down yeah. off the wall. So I'll permit you the single d6, and I'll still permit you the mod. Oh, the flying bear. And the mod. Did you roll the one, Sarah? <laughs> I'm trying so hard to be gentle. Five <laughs> slashing. Yeah, he watches this bear just full fucking momentum, realizes the audacity <laughs> of this bitch over here to fucking light me up with lightning, fuck that shit, jumps up, one bear hand grabs the fucking pillar, extends itself, puts two feet off, and fucking Superman kicks <laughs> off, full fucking force, claps both claws together, and crashes into the side of this thing. You see it, like, strike one of the curved corners, and that's why you don't get it down. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you try to rake your claws along its thing and drag it down with you. You strike along its side. Your claws dig in and deal the the five points of slashing damage as you (laughs) strike down. But it is an incredibly heavy creature, and you're not able to fully rip it off the wall. Anything else on your turn, Sarah? No, I think that's it. Very good. Donnie boy. All right. Uh, first off, uh, can you remind me who's after me in the initiative order? It, immediately after you, it's Reirda. Oh, Reirda. Okay. Reirda and then it. Cool. Uh, so first I'm going to use my bonus action, and I'm going to attempt to slap it again with this big bone boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a, whoop, uh, 19. 19 will hit. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, and that is 6 plus 5, so 11 points of damage. Uh, and then I'm going to point at it with my hand and scream, It is cursed! Yes, it is. And I'm going to curse it. Very good. From my boy Reirda. <laughs> I'm vulnerable. Cool. Anything else on your turn, sir? That is it. Very good. So your spiritual weapon strikes once more. This great club horizontally now twists and turns with your hand as you slap at its fucking legs. I'm going to say that you strike in what would be... Rats have knees. Yeah. <laughs> fucking kneecap one of them. Now, fuck you, rat. <laughs> My leggies. I kind of rat thought of like a, a, a rat standing right? up. My leggies. <laughs> like My a doctor leggies. doing the like... Right? Iron are, we, are we three for three on the leggies? Yes, yes. we are. Yeah, Break can, those leggies. Every campaign will have leggy damage. Uh, yeah, and then you extend your hand out, shout that it is cursed, and you see this, you know, in intensity of... Ethier's eyes as he just is filled with like a, a, a disdain for this creature in terms of like whatever this is, it is wrong, and we have to do this to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you watch this energy kind of soak out of Ethier like an aura just kind of dissipates out over this creature and envelops the area around its head and neck with a white ethereal light. Uh, and if that is the conclusion of your turn, I'm going to pop over to Rirda. Yep. Who Rirda just hears that and goes. I fucking love curses! <laughs> We're gonna reckless. Reardon, no! No! Reardon! God damn it. Bad he fucking double sevened. Aww. Yeah, his 13 will not strike. Damn. You watch as his battle axe just kind of 
slashes across once more to try to aim for the same spot, try to like intersect the diagonals, and this thing just like recoils as it realizes my leggies. Everything's <laughs> aiming for my leggies, and it just kind of like curls its body up and peels its leggies up. And Reardon just slashes across the stone horizontally behind or underneath it. And he gets fucking pissed. And you see that Reardon gets real mad, and even in his rage, you see just the heights of his shoulders grow again <laughs> once more and you see just like these tufted ears kind of poke out around the the long form of his hair as it's scraggled and weaved around and you see these enormous wolf-like ears just kind of begin to burst out from his head and he shifts as well <laughs> Reared is here to fuck. <laughs> he didn't shift yet? Oh, no. no he, he, he just raged. raged. <laughs> he raged and now shifted. Oh, man. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's big bear form. form. If, seriously. <laughs> Reared's the closest thing to a dope what, what bear. What is my scout Dude, over fucking 9,000 uh. for sure. Uh, but yeah. now it sadly comes to me, and I'm going to roll to recharge. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, lightning don't come back, but Good. my leggies are fucking livid and you watch <laughs> this creature just kind of rears back against the wall angles itself to be centered in all of you and with its full weight comes crashing down on the ground right at everyone's feet that's what i was trying to do and this terrifying boom echoes out Everyone within a 30-foot cube radius that is not behind total cover, so y'all and Lo would count as the total cover, because you're on the opposite side of the wall now, correct? Yeah, I'm around the corner. Yep. I mean, like, technically diagonal, depending on how you want to rule that. Well, it's striking at where the front of its base is. I would say, how tall are you? Uh, I don't remember what I... Uh, I'm going to say that the boxes are sufficient height. There's a fucking ladder and everything. Even if you're not half... Even if you're not full cover, you're very close to full cover. I don't fucking like that. Yeah, that would be dumb. We're out. Uh, you guys back there are out. Yeah. So it's the individuals who are up here in melee range. We're making con saves, friends. <laughs> it's everybody up here in the fuck club. Yeah. Uh, uh, blesses. So. <clears throat> saving throws. Saving throws. So I got Rearda. Uh... Rearda, you hero! <laughs> you not 20? Yes! <laughs> he just sees it coming. I know all about leg day! <laughs> I'm anticipating that it doesn't care about thunder damage, but it still mm -hmm. had booming blade on it. Yeah, it yeah. didn't move out of its space, did it? Uh, I mean, it says willingly move. I understand it's not leaving its space, but it would be coming off of the wall to occupy space sure. on the ground. I would say that it's going to happen. I do have a thing that's going to occur for the booming blade, but I want to resolve this first. But yes, yeah, okay. your booming blade will trigger. Const. Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Go on. 18. 18? Uh, you're out of it, mm -hmm. Rearda. And 12. 12? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, John. With yeah, the bless, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm not at all sorry. <laughs> I know, John. It's okay. It's a great time. <laughs> oh, did you cap it? Dear God, no. But very close. <laughs> very close. Uh, DJ, you're gonna take 26 points of thunder damage. <laughs> Those of you who passed, uh, you take the half. Uh, you take 13. Uh-oh. DJ, you are disoriented. You cannot use your bonus action on your next turn. Sure, sure. The consequence of failing the saving throw. I'm as also it, very bloody. As it moves, and your booming blade kind of resonates out around its thing, 
Please roll your damage die. <laughs> Am I able to absorb elements that? Cap. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, does it does it say specifically that it needs to be a spell? Spell captures some of the incoming energy, lessening its effects on you and storing it for your next melee attack. You're you fucking got it, man. Cool. You can absolutely absorb elements on it. Uh, you capped. You rolled the six. Eight. Yeah. Or eight. It's a D8. Oh, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, you watch as your thunder kind of claps as it resonates around this thing, and it bursts back in your face, and you take eight thunder damage. <laughs> DJ. I said literally the thing is a spirit of lightning and thunder. <laughs> I know, John, but Nesgrim <laughs> wouldn't know that. Totally fair. Nesgrim did Nesgrim know that. Nesgrim did hear that, though. <laughs> he did. You're right. But he wouldn't assume that, that it was like immune said, to it. Right? He would go, I don't want this thing to move. I'm going to hit it with an attack that triggers when it moves so it doesn't move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally fine. Uh, you are disoriented. Well, uh, you cannot use a bonus it. action on your next turn. How much sure. of the damage did you absorb? You gain resistance, correct? Yes. So you would only take, it would be half, so six, and you will get the seven that will be added to your next attack. Because it's thunder damage, I will give you the opportunity to absorb it and choose to not imbue that into your weapon. Yep. Okay. Because I, I, like, that feels like such a dick thing to do to be like, haha, you absorbed it, now you're just going to reflect it back at yourself. Next yeah. Aha! Oh, yeah. fuck! Like that, that feels like yeah. a super ignorant gotcha type <laughs> thing to do. Uh, yeah, this horrible fucking crackling thunder. You hear it, you're not affected by it, but you are fucking terrified. Yeah, I don't like it. Of, oh my god, the thunder is back, the thunder is back. Uh, that's my turn. And we're going to go to Paul. Cool. So as I do my action, mm -hmm. I will attempt to say into its mind, weakness. Mm -hmm. And I will ego with it. So it must make an intelligence saving throw. On a okay. failed save, it'll take 3d8 psychic damage <laughs> and be filled with self-doubt. So it can only dodge, disengage, or hide. Does it work if it doesn't speak the same language as you? Is that something that indicates itself in the classification for the spell? Uh, I don't actually have to say anything for the spell, so no. Oh, 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 okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought it was one of the spells where, like, command needs to understand the language that you're speaking to be able to fulfill it. No, 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 separate, sorry. Cool, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm a six, so I'm gonna fail. Yep. And you said, uh, attack, dash, or dodge? Uh, dodge, disengage, or hide. Cool. Uh, hmm. Cool. Oh my god, eight psychic damage. I'm rolling horribly. And did you uh, roll your burnout die? Oh shit. Two. Oh no, mm. it's counting down. Okay. My last one was a three. And you said eight psychic damage? So it'll be 16 because of my path of the grave. Cool, you are correct. So mm -hmm. you watch as this energy that exudes out from Ethier's curse, making it vulnerable. You connect once more telekinetically to this creature, psychically assaulted again, filling it with fear and doubt. It recoils in horror and lets out a terrifying screech. You watch as it begins to just trail blood from the corners of its mouth, dripping down from the teeth mm -hmm. at the edge of the jaw. And as it becomes bloodied, and it lets out a horrifying shriek, you watch as darkness exudes out from its mouth, encapsulating the area around us. 
everything within 15 feet of me is now enshrouded in magical darkness. And every light that is within 60 feet of me, as this shadow bays out, is extinguished. And you watch as the smoke and ash radiates into this magical darkness around the individuals in here, within this 15 feet, kind of chills and strikes around your face as you watch it bathe up towards this creature and these swirls fill its flesh in the gaps where it is bloodied, filling its body, and we will end there. Oh, oh God. no. <laughs> oh. Yee. <laughs> well. 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 Oh, jeez. Mm. Thanks, oh, everyone. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, jeez, indeed. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, wow. That's bad. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't like when things Yeah, this is in phase two now. That's bad. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys very much for watching tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you're new here, make sure you follow so you can find us again. We stream D&D three times a week. Uh, and you can check us out on our website, notgreatrpg.com. We've got text recaps. Everything gets turned into a podcast. We've got YouTube. Uh, we have coupons for a bunch of different tabletop companies for things that you're probably buying anyway, so you might as well save money on it and help us out. Uh, we've got pictures of stuff. There's a whole bunch of fun things in there. So you should go check it out. Uh, you can also type exclamation mark Discord in the chat so you can join our community and talk to us and ask us fun questions or show off your miniatures that you've painted or anything else. Uh, but we really appreciate you. Thank you again, uh, Siren, for the resub and the Epsilon Not for the resub and Elliot for the resub as well and the follow uh, from JRET. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you on Friday. At 7 p.m. Eastern time for the Lost Kings of Adorus. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone.